Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon, at 88.7 on your FM dial, and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, we'll celebrate the birthdays of Lawrence Wright, John Michael Robel, and Johnny Dunn. We'll also play One Thing in Common and play some records for no particular reason. Last week, February 15th, marked the birth in 1888 in Leicester, England, of popular music composer and publisher Lawrence Wright. Doesn't ring a bell? You may know him better by his songwriting pseudonym, Horatio Nichols. He came from a musical family, his father taught violin and sold musical instruments and sheet music. Wright joined a Pierrot troupe as a violinist and singer, and in 1906 began selling sheet music, including his own composition, Down by the Stream. In 1910, he bought the rights to the song Don't Go Down the Mine, Daddy, which turned out to be a timely purchase. A few weeks later, on May 11, 1910, the Wellington Pit Mine in Whitehaven exploded, killing 147 miners. Wright published the song and reportedly sold a million copies. In the early 20s, Wright started an annual summer show called On With The Show, which ran until 1956, and in 1927 founded the musical journal The Melody Maker, which was published until the year 2000. Wright billed himself as the Daddy of Tin Pan Alley and the King of British Songwriters, and was famous for marketing stunts. He once rode a camel around Piccadilly Circus to promote his 1924 song, Sahara, and in 1927 flew the entire Jack Hilton Orchestra around Blackpool Tower, dropping sheet music to promote the song Me and Jane in a Plane. Lawrence Wright died in London in 1964. As Horatio Nichols, he's given composer credit on more than 500 songs, many, no doubt, only because he was the publisher. Here are three from Lawrence, uh, Horatio Nichols. I come them all apart, and as the teardrops I find a broken Once was broken, 
Mother used to tell to 
Shepherd of the hills, I hear you calling. Shepherd of the hills, when twilight falls, I seem to picture the black sheep returning. I miss the fold and my sad heart is yearning for the daffodils and crimson clover by the rocks and rills. I long to roam back to the near ones and dear ones who love me. Shepherd of the hills, I'm coming Dave Kaplan and his Happiness Orchestra with Shepherd of the Hills from Edison 52234, February 23, 1928. The Edgar Leslie lyrics were sung by Billy Jones. Before that, Carol Gibbons and the Savoy Hotel Orpheans with a bedtime story. That's from British Columbia CB-519, recorded October 27, 1932, and the vocal refrain there was by Harry Bentley. We started our little tribute to Lawrence Wright and Horatio Nichols with Among My Souvenirs. That, of course, was the close harmony quartet, The Revelers, tenors Louis James and James Melton, baritone Elliot Shaw and basso profundo Wilfred Glenn, on Victor 21100, November 23, 1927. Edgar Leslie wrote the words to that one as well. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. You know what we haven't played in a while? That's right, One Thing thing in in common. common. See if you can figure out what these three tunes have in common. Thank you. 
sounding quite Lombardo-esque, Jan Garber and his orchestra asking the musical question, Do You Ever Think of Me? from Brunswick 7879, recorded in Los Angeles December 15, 1936. Do You Ever Think of Me had lots of staying power. It was published in 1920 and had lots of recordings in 1921, but was also covered in every decade up to the 1960s. In fact, Garber recorded it again for DECA on April 25, 1961. Before that, the Victor Orchestra, directed by Nat Shilkrit, credited as the Troubadours, with Frank Munn providing the vocal on One Kiss. Victor 21775 was recorded October 18, 1928, again somewhat later than its publication date, 1921. We started the set with Let's Wander Away, played by the Knickerbockers, a Ben Selvin pseudonym, on August 28, 1925. Selvin recorded it under his own name as an instrumental a couple of weeks earlier, but this version had Louis James singing the vocal refrain. That's from Columbia 450-D. Oh, and the one thing in common? Well, last week I played three records by Earl Burtnett and his Los Angeles Biltmore Hotel Orchestra, and mentioned that he was also a composer. Yep. All three of those tunes were written by Earl Burtnett. Let's Wander Away with Harry Owens, One Kiss with Gus Arnheim, but Do You Ever Think of Me? all by his very own self. Last week, February 14th, marked the birth in 1897 in Slovakia of John Michael Robel. His family emigrated to the U.S. and settled in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Now, if the name John Michael Robel doesn't ring a bell, you may know him better as Jolly Jack Robel, a nickname bestowed upon him by Tommy Dorsey. Yes, Tommy Dorsey. Robel took his first clarinet lessons from Tommy Dorsey Sr., and later played with Tommy and Jimmy Dorsey in their father's Elmore Band. The younger Tommy and Robel once got into an altercation on the bandstand, but rather than fighting back, Robel laughed it off, prompting Dorsey to remark, What a jolly fellow Jack is! And he was from then on known as Jolly Jack. In addition to clarinet, Jolly Jack played violin, bass, and harmonica, and sang, and his next engagement was with the Bethlehem Steel Band, where he stayed for six years. Eventually, he was leading his own 12-piece orchestra, and beginning in the late 1920s and into the 1950s, Jolly Jack was heard on several radio stations around the Shenandoah, Pennsylvania area, sponsored by Israel Siswine, a local furniture dealer. In 1936, Jolly Jack introduced the beer barrel polka, and although he didn't write the tune, his arrangement and recording turned it into a huge hit. Jolly Jack Robel died February 3, 1968, and honorary pallbearers were coaches, staff, and players of the Philadelphia Eagles. Why? Well, Jolly Jack's son John was equipment manager for the team. Jolly Jack is buried at St. Stephen's Slovak Cemetery, in Shenandoah Heights, Pennsylvania. Here are three from Jolly Jack Robel.
now listen, folks, this song is kind of jokey. Let us get together now and sing the okey-dokey. Yes, sir, no, sir, yes, sir, no, sir, sure, sure, that's all right. Yes, sir, no, sir, okey-dokey, ah, ah, cut it out. There you have three in a row from Jolly Jack Robel and his orchestra. Too much? I hope not. And I certainly know it's not too much for Fanatic Frank up there in Spokane, Washington. We started with the World's Fair polka from Decca 2444B, March 26, 1939. Next, from the same session, but issued a bit later on Decca 2755, the Ping Pong polka. And we finished up our little tribute to Jolly Jack Robel with Okie Dokie. Jolly Jack Robel and his radio band from OK 15944, September 28, 1936. He's not credited on the labels, but I suspect those tunes were all written by Jolly Jack. And I don't know about you, but I suddenly have a craving for cabbage rolls and coffee. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and every single one of our previous shows are also available 24-7 on demand, anytime at all online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. And we're on all the major podcast directories. Yesterday, February 19th, marked the birth in 1897 in Memphis, Tennessee, of John Henry Dunn, better known as trumpeter and vaudeville performer Johnny Dunn. He attended Fisk University and in 1916 was appearing as a solo act at the Metropolitan Theater in Memphis. 
1919, he joined W.C. Handy's Memphis Blues Band and recorded four sides with the group, but they were never released. The following year, his big break came when he was recruited by Perry Bradford to accompany Mamie Smith on her OK recordings of Crazy Blues, and it's right here for you. The record's success resulted in the formation of Mamie Smith's Jazz Hounds, a touring company, with Dunn as the star of Smith's backing group. In December of 1921, Bradford arranged for Dunn to record some instrumental sides for Columbia as Johnny Dunn's original Jazz Hounds. In 1923, Dunn joined Lou Leslie's Plantation Review, and in 1928 was with Lou Leslie in Europe and wound up staying, playing all over Europe, and forming a couple of bands of his own. A rigorous schedule and alcohol took their toll on his health, and Johnny Dunn died in the American Hospital in Paris at 3.20 on the afternoon of August 20, 1937. He had his first birthday segment last year, but had a significant output, so here are three more from Johnny Dunn.
Johnny Dunn and his band with Sergeant Dunn's Bugle Call Blues, recorded March 13, 1928, issued on Columbia 14306-D. I don't know if Johnny Dunn served, and if so, if he actually made Sergeant, but he composed Sergeant Dunn's Bugle Call Blues, so could very well be. Before that, Edith Wilson with Johnny Dunn's Original Jazz Hounds and Dixie Blues from Columbia A3787. They tried it three times on November 22, 1922, but gave up, and came back to the studio about three weeks later and got it right on Take 5, December 14, 1922. We started a little tribute to Johnny Dunn with You've Never Heard the Blues, another Dunn original. Accompanying Johnny on that April 11, 1924 recording on Columbia 124-D were Leroy Tibbs on piano and Samuel Speed playing banjo. Have a particular song or artist you'd like to hear on Rapidly Rotating Records? Well, you can send your requests and your comments about the show by email to glenn at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com or send cards or letters to Post Office Box 145, Claremont, California, 91711. That's Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com or Post Office Box 145, Claremont, California, 91711. You know the other little game we haven't played in a while? That's right. For no particular reason. Here, For No Particular Reason, is a set of rapidly rotating records about being breathless. One saving grace Anyone would feel as I do Out of breath And scared to death of you Love was first divine Then explored, then defined Still the old sensation is new Out of breath And scared to death of you It takes all the strength That I can call to my command To hold your hand I would speak at length about the love that should be made, but I'm afraid. Hercules and such never bothered me much. All you have to do is say boo. Out of breath and scared to death of you.
chin of yours does so much to my heart oh give your lips to me for darling that would be the final touch to my heart you leave me breathless that's all I can say I can't say more because you take my breath away Stumbling, fumbling. 
had a dictionary, I would use the customary compliments and phrases when I want to sing your praises. But I'm up to here in trouble, my adversity is double, and to make the matter worse, I'm breathless. When I try to be poetic, you are never sympathetic as it is. I do my best and hope and pray I pass the test, but up to now I'm in the soup. My heart is doing loop to loop on top of all of that. I'm breathless. You take my breath away. My castles are all in a heap. You've got me right where I want you. Maybe you walk in my sleep. I take you for a little walk and I'm the guy that likes to talk. You leave me on the porch and then I wind up with the torch for every single time that I'm inclined to tell you what is on my mind. I'm darned if I don't find I'm breathless. And I'm a guy that likes talking, leave me on the porch And then I wind up with a torch for every single time And I'm inclined to tell you what is on my mind I'm breathless For no particular reason, there you have a set of rapidly rotating records about being breathless We started out with the Victor Arden Phil Oman Orchestra With Out of Breath and Scared to Death of You Everett Miller wrote the tune and Johnny Mercer the lyrics Sung there by Frank Luther out of Breath was in Act One of the third Garrett Gaieties, which opened at the Guild Theater on June 4, 1930. You had 170 chances to catch it, but if you missed it, you could at least buy the record of Out of Breath, which was recorded July 10, 1930, and issued on Victor 22481. Next, Roy Fox and his orchestra with Denny Dennis crooning his way through You Leave Me Breathless on August 9, 1938. That's from HMV DB-5396, and You Leave Me Breathless was composed by Frederick K. Hollander, with the words by Ralph Freed. You Leave Me Breathless is heard in the picture Coconut Grove, starring Fred McMurray with Harriet Hilliard and the Yacht Club Boys. We finished up that Breathless set with Breathless. Eddie Cherokee wrote the music and Jacques Press the words, sung there by Ken Curtis, backed by Shep Fields in his new music from Bluebird B-11497, made March 10, 1942. I don't know who wrote that arrangement for Breathless, but the instrumentation consisted of piano, guitar, string bass, drums, and nine, count them, nine saxophones. But there was just one thing missing. (laughs) 
I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention.